Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 31. My name's Jose Bless and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. Hey guys, welcome to Nolo Time. It's good to be with you again, Obed. We're back. Yeah, welcome back this week. We got a couple of topics that we want to talk to you guys about. Um, Joel, I know that you did something very cool over the weekend. I, I've been busy. I, I'm looking forward to a lot of things this weekend with Street Fighter coming out with their new update on Tuesday. Trying to check out a, a couple of the beta, betas that are going on right now. But over the weekend, man, pretty quiet. Played some games. Nothing really out of the ordinary. Uh, but I know that you did something pretty cool over the weekend if you want to tell, tell the listeners yeah. about yeah, definitely. Um, so this past weekend, I actually had the opportunity, thankfully, um, thanks to someone that, that I know, uh, they were able to get me into a Tronicon at the Orlando Science Center. That's, you know, you guys know we're here in Central Florida. So um, the Science Center is like one of the biggest um, science museums in Central Florida, four different levels. But the cool thing is they have this convention they do every year in the beginning of the year. That's called a Tronicon. They've been doing this for a while now since I was young. Um, but essentially the convention is just, um, bringing together gaming technology and science, um, just to really like, you know, teach kids about, you know, these new technologies, new emerging technologies, these other career fields as well. Um, but also like having fun and science and whatnot, but it was really cool. Cause like getting to go in each year, they've done it differently. Like the first year, I remember when I went, um, this is quite, quite a few years ago. Um, it was just like, every level was just like game cubes and like you know all the console like everywhere you turn um this time it was a lot more like vr stuff they put a really huge emphasis on vr um which i understand is a, a big emerging future technology so like they brought in a lot of different um local uh, companies um that have headquarters in, in orlando um they had like lockheed martin for an example and uh you know so you were able to basically do these different simulators or different vr tests um that were like games but the they made these specific like vr games but with the intention that like kids would want to work in this kind of career fields like later um but i did some really cool stuff i did like this uh with Lockheed martin i did like this flying a helicopter thing where like you had to fly you had the pilot helicopter sitting down you've got the uh, hc vive on you know you're piloting this helicopter going around you have to like you know, hit through different marks. It kind of remind me of like wave racers is the only way I can describe it, except like in the sky. Um, so that one was really cool. It was pretty easy. I actually was w one of the only people I know that was doing it that I actually didn't crash. And I was actually able to go the full, through the full simulator and actually land. So I was like, Hey, there you go. Some, some nerd points there. But um, then I also got to do like this really cool, um, like military kind of training thing that they had where it was like a parachute. So you had like an Oculus on, but you had this like where you're strapped into this parachute thing, like sus suspended in this chair, holding on to these different parachute things. You, you, you could swing the side to side. It would control you. Uh, but then you also had like a, a little like missile button on the side that you could press where you could like shoot different like helicopters out of the sky, planes out of the sky. You can look down below as you're fly flying the parachute and shoot different like, uh, you know, trucks, different stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, it was, it was really fun just, you know, getting in and, and seeing all the different like VR type of stuff that they had and, and seeing these other companies, how they're utilizing it, how they're using it to train people 
Um, especially like when you're talking about like military or people who are maybe learning how to use, like we're saying these vehicles flying and whatnot, like it's a safe environment to learn these different skill sets. And that's the thing, the, the awesome thing about the power of VR. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, one of the other things too, just shout out there to um, uh, JP Perez. Uh, I met this dude. He was a, uh, an artist that was showcasing some of his stuff. He did a lot of really cool like Marvel and uh dc and star wars different art around him he was even showcasing a piece that he had that the actor uh, chris helms who plays thor and taki watiti who was the director of thor ragnarok was actually wearing one of the designs that he created because he's an artist um so I, I met him and i posted all these different pictures on the no load time instagram twitter and facebook good plug for, for social media but uh yeah so so you can go ahead and check out those different pictures but shout out to that guy it was really cool i know he said he'll probably tune into the episode but uh yeah man Atronicon was a lot of fun like i said a lot of vr more than anything else but that's the emerging technology right now that i think businesses and people are utilizing and uh, it was it was fun to really get my hands on and, and and have fun there yeah awesome and for you guys that that you're in the area definitely check out the science center because it's 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 a really cool experience and i know that every once in a while they'll have something really cool like star wars tech and they'll bring in like a star wars exhibit and I believe they did a retro gaming exhibit not too long ago. And I really wanted to go to Ultronicon, but like I said, over the weekend, I was busy, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, cool, man. I'm glad you had, you had, uh, you enjoyed your time over there and met some cool people. So yeah, sure did. Awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, like I said, I really don't have anything for this week, man, but we do have some topics or news that we want to talk to you guys about. Um, Joe ran out of batteries again. <laughs> um, but uh, Joe, uh, did you get a chance to watch the uh, the uh, that that trailer for the Nintendo Labo? I did. Um, I purposely went ahead and and watched that 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 trailer before this, and you know, I I didn't read any reactions. Like, I didn't know how people felt about it. I was gen genuinely impressed with that man. Like. I did not. I didn't know this was even coming. Like, I didn't know that um, Nintendo was going to have some kind of announcement or what have you. Um, so, like, you had brought to my attention, hey, this something's going to be coming. So, it's going to be. They, I guess Nintendo put something out saying, like, hey, we're going to release something on this day, but it's going to be geared toward like the non-gamer, like more of the youthful, younger audience, um, which is perfectly fine. Like, they know who their audience is for this product. But, anyways, like, I watching this the trailer, I was like. Nintendo could sell me anything, man. They could sell me a cup of water. Like, who cares if it's a you know, piece of cardboard or whatever? Like, it is amazing the stuff you could do. Like, they they figure out a way to have this. Like, you put the switch in and you put your Joy Cons on the side, and it actually looks like a looks like an animal kind of thing, and actually like shakes and moves, which I yeah. guess like the haptic feedback, whatever. Like, they've taken their technology and like used cardboard and made a product out of it. A really good product so long as it lives up to what the trailer shows i don't see why it should be laughed at yeah I'm, I'm really impressed with the way they're using the the 3d rumble on the joy cons to create movement in something that's otherwise static and it looks like the actual kit also comes coming comes in with some like mechanical type of things because you can set up like you know ropes and and kind of gears and things like that uh, I am really impressed, especially I think this is a fantastic product. If you have kids that are into building 
engineering that are interested in going into a field like design, you know, uh, uh, industrial design, things like this. I think this would be a phenomenal product to get those kids. And I think Nintendo's really, uh, again, playing to their strengths. Uh, they they really have something special with the Switch. And I, I know that a lot of people made fun of it. I saw, of course, a lot of people online saying, oh, what is this crap? And Nint Oh, Nintendo's back at it again with coming up with some weird stuff that I don't care about. You may not care about it, but what the, the what they're trying to do and what they've accomplished. I mean, this thing was announced and an hour later it was number four on Amazon top selling on games. Amazing. So I think I think this thing this thing's gonna be very well received. Uh, me personally, if I if my daughter was old enough and, and I had a switch, I would definitely get something like this for her. It's kind of expensive for what it is. It's eighty dollars for the kid. Uh, I believe there's a second kid that is not, not that expensive. The uh, the one that's with the, that has the robot experience, um, but I, I'm I'm really impressed with what they're doing. Uh, and I know that uh, cardboard crafting is very uh, popular in Japan, so I can see them definitely playing to their strengths. Uh, this thing's gonna do gangbusters in Japan, and I'm sure that over here um, in the West is gonna do great great as well. So. Hundred percent. Um, the only thing I think that I had like a issue with, I think you had mentioned that it is eighty dollars. Um, I I under like I understand it. It's not like it's not like a ridiculous price necessarily, but I think it'd be more favorable in the U.S. being sixty, like the price of a regular kind of game. Even though it's not just a like a added thing, I could see the price beginning to drop a little bit after the first year. So correction is it's sixty nine ninety nine for. For the kid that has the multiple, the one that has the, the piano and the fishing rod and, and the motorcycle one. <laughs> so all of that, all that one's $70. So $69.99. And it's $79.99 for the robot kit. And that's the one that has that oh, back. Okay. And the, that sort of VR goggles and the and the punch. Um so that's the kit that's $80. But the the variety the, the what they're calling the variety kit, it's it's 70. So it's $69.99. Uh, okay. And, um, this is uh, coming out soon. Uh, I believe. Um, uh, I believe April. Yeah, April twentieth, twenty twenty eighteen. So this is like before summer. Yeah. Um. The other thing I also want to say, Obed, is what do you think about like? Yes, it's kind of like an origami, like you know, cardboard, you know, situation. Like, do you think that it's, it's it might be a little bit too much, or do you think they're going to make it easy enough to use? Because there is some advanced look like kind of methods in putting those things together. Maybe I'm just re looking at it from one perspective. <laughs> Maybe it's easier than what I'm looking at. But I'm like, I don't know about the average, like, how to put that together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think this is foolproof. Uh, I think it's going to come out. Like, it, when, when you watch the trailer and you see uh, the cutout, you see that it has instructions on the actual, both the cutout itself and, yes. and, and the yes. actual tray that it comes with. So... I think this is going to be. I mean, it has to be foolproof for it to work properly. So I'm I'm sure that Nintendo is going to include more than enough instructions for both parents and kids to be able to partake in in this product. Uh, I don't think they're going to make that mistake. Most definitely, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty exciting. I mean, a lot of people thought it was going to be more game announcements, and they came out with a brand new product. So. 
Nintendo innovating, man. I I gotta say they they're they're really bringing it in. You know, good for them. I mean, I like like I've said before, I love Nintendo, and I love to see them doing great. So, good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Joe, we got some sort of leak news about Solo. What's going on? Yeah. Um. So officially this week, um, there has actually been a press release that, that went out. Um. That, that we have the official synopsis for Solo: Star Wars Story, which is the, the title, by the way. It's the Han Solo movie, but this gonna be called Solo. Um. But I want to read it off to you guys and then kind of dive into it. Uh, this is officially from the Star Wars site, so don't mind me as I look down and read this. Uh, it says, Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapes deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot, Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. When I read that, um, my first reaction is like, it doesn't really tell me much, but it does confirm what we expected. So like, they're, they're not telling us what the adventure is going to be. They're not telling us why he's in this. We know that Solo was a scoundrel. We know that Solo... Um, you know, was, was basically a space pirate, a space right? Pirate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's a space pirate. So, like, we, we know those this, this dark criminal underworld kind of stuff. Um, I expected this whole thing of, you know, his understanding his relationship with Chewbacca and how they meet, the Lando Christian stuff. My concern is this. Star Wars fans, we just encountered this with The Last Jedi, right? Like, Star Wars fans are some of the hardest people to please. They probably, in their minds, a lot of these people already have an opinion of how Han Solo should be portrayed because of the great uh, performances of Harrison Ford. And um, they also have, they, they have an expectation of how um, Han and Chewie, you know, how they, they first met each other, how it should be. If, if it's not taken serious and it's a little bit jokey too much or, or doesn't hit the right chord uh i think you know what i mean by that but like if if it if it doesn't hit the way these people want this backstory it will be treated like the prequels and those things there's respectable elements about those movies but the people got mad about how certain characters were handled you know like how anakin and padme you know how they're romance and how they're the parents of luke and, and leia very big C3PO and all yeah. these kind of things, right? Like we can talk about those things now because those movies have been out forever. But like I feel the same way about this movie. I feel like it's it's a concern that I have. I'm rooting for it. It's Star Wars. Um, like I'm hoping it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great and y'all be there first opening weekend watching it. Um, but I think that's my my real concern because there is no real details giving to us here except for the confirmation of stuff that we expected. How do you feel a little bit? Yeah, I'm still cautiously optimistic about it. Um, I'm not super, super excited. Uh, I'm, I'm a Star Wars geek. I mean, I love Star Wars. It's my favorite movie franchise. Um, but at the same time, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, this movie has had a rocky production and post-production. Um, I'm not sure what sort of rewrites went in. 
I'm confident Ron Howard, and he's a very competent director, in my opinion. The cast, it's fine. I have no problems with the cast. What you said about his meeting with Chewbacca really needs to be something special because their relationship was special. You know, these guys were partners, basically. Um, so they really need to treat it with respect. Uh, I really want the movie to do well. I'm going to go see it in the movie theater if it reviews okay. If if it doesn't review okay, I'm going to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Wow. That's that's my standing on the movie right now. Uh, and that's coming from uh, from someone that loves Star Wars. Now, I will go see it, Joel, <laughs> if either Boba Fett or Jabba the Hutt is in the movie because one of them needs to be in it. I I would be surprised if both of them aren't, to be real with you. Because yeah. you have to imagine his conversations with Jabba from A New Hope. Like, that yeah, Han exactly. Solo has had multiple encounters with Jabba. It's mm. not like, you know, oh, we'd meet for the first time. It's like he's been messing with this dude for a long time. So I expect that. And if uh, Boba Fett was his number one henchman kind of like – Hey, this is the guy I send out to do to do this this kind of work for for cash. Then, like, why wouldn't Boba Fett be there? So, again, these are things I expect. But yeah, I, I think I think you'll be in the theater for once we see something. Uh, maybe maybe a clip of in a trailer or something. Yep. But uh, we're, we're months away, man, and there's no marketing material out there. Uh, of course, there's some la some leaked images that I'm assuming it's from the toy line. So it's yes. not, it's not a not, it's it's official, but it's not movie official. <laughs> so I, if, you know you know what I mean, right? It's it's, it's official, it's not official. It's, from a, it's a movie. movie it's a movie tie-in. It's not from the movie itself. Right. And so I need to see something from from the movie Disney. Show me something. You know, it's been the movie is four months away. I know it's been rough. I know it's been a rough time. But you guys need to get on it, and you guys need to put stuff out there, and. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that Disney is ready to write this as a loss because I I think I think they they they're expecting it to not not necessarily bomb but not do great. If it doesn't make a billion dollars in Star Wars um, understanding, like that's basically a loss. I don't think it's gonna do. I don't, I think it won't do any less than you know half a billion. But if it if it does do less than that, then you're talking. There could be some serious stuff going on. Like even dare I say it, and I don't feel this way at all. Kathleen Kennedy change up because look, even though all the movies that have come out have done financially well, there every, almost every single director, um, there's been some issues that that has been had between the Lucasfilm and the directors, and how could you hire a director thinking that they're hired for one vision and then the vision is supposedly different later on? I'm not suggesting by any means that, that Kathleen is an issue. I think Kathleen's the best. I think what she says, um, I would any director should listen to if they're wise. That's just my opinion. Um, but, but I do think that this movie is one to watch from a financial standpoint because I expect it to do you know, close to a billion dollars, maybe be one of the least financially successful ever of the Star Wars movies. But I, but if it if it does any worse than than that half a billion mark, then we could be seeing some real real problems there. 
But I will tell you this much, Obed. I think something that should get all the Star Wars fans excited is if they end up showing the Kessel Run in less than 12 parasects, if they show that sequence, oh, yeah. what that story is, I'm going to lose my mind in the theater. That's something that if you want to get sweaties in the theater, you show that sequence of whatever whatever that is, the story behind that Kessel Run. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for that. Or yeah, you don't need to show it on the movie the uh, on on a trailer or anything. You have to allude in the trailer that it's gonna happen, and yeah. you get and you get people to come in. That's that's a good point. Yeah, to me to me, I'm more I'm more of character you know more of a character development type of dude. So if you bring in Java and you expand the relationship that he had with Java, because uh, like you mentioned. Based on on what we know, the, their relationship and their business relationship goes way back. You know, he's been swindling money out of Java for a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but but that's something that that that's a good point. If if they if they even allude to that happening in the movie, that people are going to go see it because that's a, it's 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 an iconic sort of quote from from the movies. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We'll see. Only time will tell. I mean, we'll see if this movie even gets the date pushed back because if we don't have a trailer, like with by the by February, there's no way you're going to be releasing this movie in, in May. I just I just don't see that. Mind you, we could wake up tomorrow and the trailer could be out. We'll see, yeah. man. Only well, there was tell. there was very strong rumors that there was going to be a trailer last Friday. Yes. Um. Very very strong rumors that in in. Nothing came out of it. Uh, I actually, it's funny because I woke woke up on Friday morning. I was like, "All right, let's go check YouTube because there's probably a trailer in here," and there was nothing. Mm. So maybe tomorrow. Who knows? You know, we'll see. It's close, so we'll see. Joel, I mentioned in the past about how kind of messed up uh, the Arc System Works DLC model sort of is. Um, there was some controversy. The controversy that came out this week concerning uh, one of the upcoming games. Um, this game was unveiled at EVO 2017, and this is Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. This is the one that has characters from Blaze Blue, Persona 4 Arena, uh, Undernight in Birth, and Ruby, the um, pseudo-anime from Rooster Teeth. Um, there's some controversy. Um, there was an announcement this week that the game, the base game, will come with 20 characters. That's going to be the base lineup for the game. Uh, the game is not a full price game. The game is a it's a forty it's a forty dollar game. It's thirty nine ninety nine in the U.S. Um, and they announced that it's coming out June fifth in North America. On top of that, they announced that there will be they announced the first DLC character, uh, which is Blake Belladonna from Ruby, which I guess I've never watched Ruby, but I'm assuming it's a very popular character because people are kind of hyped for this character. Um, but at the same time, they announced that there's going to be a another 19 DLC characters. So it's going to be half, half of the roster is DLC. So they announced this this week, and um, of course the community is up in arms. Um, I, I'm like, I'm like, um, what, what's a, a um, that, that uh, uh, 
that that quote from uh, Danny Glover's character from uh, Lethal Weapon is like, I'm too old for this crap. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't get so animated by all of this. Business is business and businesses are out to make money. And I've said it on the podcast and I've caught flack for it. I tell you, it's true. <laughs> but it's, I mean, unfortunately, that's the truth. You know, these people are not going to bend over to uh, to satisfy their uh, their. their, their user base i mean sometimes they do because they have to but um uh, in this case they they are definitely not uh i mean it's not it's not a, a full price game it's a 40 game um i understand half the roster being behind dlc is kind of i i don't want to use the word egregious because it, they're being upfront and honest about it they're not saying maybe it's 20 and you open a loot box and maybe you'll get a character maybe not You know, they're straight up saying, this is the model. That's it, you know. Um, so uh, a, a lot of people in the community were, were up in arms, and a lot of people were a lot more realistic. Like I've been, I was like, oh, well, you guys never seen um, Arx's, you know, DLC model in the past where they charge $8.50 for a character, <laughs> for one character. That's crazy. So, you know, and it's happened on Blaze Blue. Uh, on other versions of Blaze Blue, and it happens on Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear XR has had two revisions, two DLC characters that are $8.50 a piece, and one that's, I think, $3 or oh $3.50. So they're DLC models all over the place. And that's not even counting the announcer packs they sell and music packs and all these packs they, 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 they have for this, these games. Um, Absolutely phenomenal games. These games play well, but you know this model's been going on for a while. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you're you're totally fine. I'm just saying, like the argument that we've had about this before when it comes to this DLC, and like your explanation of like, okay, paying for each character, even though it's crazy amount of money to, to do that, that that at the time you know eight dollars, three dollars, whatever it is. Um, like it's it's not that it's. I guess I mean, and you've you know you've played these like. It's not that it's taking away from the game, but it's it's like you feel like you're missing out on a certain certain parts of it, like the experience of the complete game if you don't have some of these characters or you don't have some of these. So it's like it's not that they're selling you like half a game or something. Like you still have a game when 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 you buy buy this, but like it's more about the experience, I guess you would say that that's where there's a there's a real. I could see where the debate comes in where it's like, I got to pay now 20 bucks to have like this many roster people. Like I only have this amount, you know, to begin with, you know, I could see that the argument, but at the same time, that actually isn't bad considering the past. If you had to pay $8 for a character, now you're looking at a slew for only 20. Okay. Like I think there's, there's some progress and that needs to be noted. Yeah. Well, they haven't announced the, um, the actual pricing model. Um, I know that, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is going to have, uh, I believe, eight additional DLC characters. Uh, would they ha would they haven't announced the uh, the the pricing model on those? But based on what the the ultimate edition is, so the base edition of Dragon Ball Fighter Z it's it's fifty nine ninety nine, but then the ultimate edition is it's one oh nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, And, and but that includes that includes um, the the music packs uh, that are going to come in come out for the game plus those eight characters. So you're talking about maybe thirty dollars 
worth of those eight characters and twenty dollars worth of the music if you wanna if you wanna um, you know throw some numbers out there. So it's kind of similar to what, um, what what Street Fighter did. Street Fighter is twenty nine ninety nine for their seasons, and it's six characters with um, with the with the battle costumes for those characters and the colors unlocked for it. So you know, on, as as a package, you're looking at you know some value. Of course, Street Fighter, you could actually grind for five money and be able to actually buy these characters and play them. I mean, it's a, it's a freaking grind, but but you have the option. Um, Arxis does not give you that option. Like for example, uh, I bought I bought Guilty Gear um, X Hard Revelator, and then I upgraded to. Uh, to Rev Two when it came out, um, Rev they had I think two or three additional characters when I upgraded to Rev Two, uh, but it's still missing three characters, which are the, the which are the three DLC characters. Now, I love the game. The game is actually very very good, but I have not played a lot of it. I I didn't get deep into it. I played it casually, so so for me it wasn't you know a deal breaker uh but if you're into this sort of games you want to have all your characters like for example street fighter i'm sure i'm gonna grab season three because i want to have the entire street fighter experience uh, it's something that i'm into and the same goes to you know every game that has expansion packs on and dlc uh whether it be you know the the call of duty zombies or uh, you know, the GTA online packs and all, all these other packs that come out and expansions that come out for the game. So if, again, going back to Horizon Zero Dawn, I wanted to experience the, the, you know, to have the full experience. I went ahead and got the Frozen Wilds. Uh, so it, it just depends on, on, on the audience, right? Um, I know that people that are going to be really into this game are just are going to buy the pack, the, 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 you know, the character pack or, or whatever the DLC is. Um, I've seen people already make videos about this and, oh, you know, this thing is awful. It's like, well, you guys are not paying attention to Arxis because it's this sort of model has been going on for a while, you know? Yeah. This is, this is nothing, nothing new from Arxis. This, ha this has been going on for, for a while now based on, on other games that they've released. So, um, not necessarily people that call them, themselves journalists, but video game analysts, as if you want to call it that, were, were making, you know, up in arms about it. And uh, I think it's like, yeah, I mean, you have the right to complain about it. I think it's it's having half of the roster behind the LC, it's kind of funky. Uh, but at this point, Street Fighter, uh, uh, Street Fighter Five, half of its characters are DLC, basically. So, you know, it's fans are going to buy it. Uh, people that are not going to be into the game uh, are not, they don't care. Like, what, if you're not going to be into this game, why complain about it? You let the people that are, yeah, let the people that are going to be enjoying this game enjoy it. It's like, I don't play Call of Duty, but, you know, I people enjoy it. It's like, yeah, go ahead, man. It's have fun. That's true. Why, why, true. To, to why am some. I complaining? Yeah, exactly. And if I'm not part of that community and if I'm not part of, of, that type of game, yeah, I can have an opinion, but to start calling names and calling Arxis names and and Axis or 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 NIS or whoever's going to 
put these games out, you know, call them names and and call them Konami or whatever they they want to call them. It's not. It's <laughs> Konami. Oh boy. We probably, we probably just another got, topic. We probably just got blacklisted <laughs> for missing <laughs> Konami. Um, uh, but but it's it's you know to each its own. I mean, if I'm not part of that community, I'm not gonna complain. I'm probably not gonna get that game. So, uh, you know, I don't care if you like the game, buy the content and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like your comparison before when we were talking about like in the past when we talked about Battlefront, and you said like it's kind of like going to Disney, like. You buy your your pass to the theme park, but there is additional cost for the bigger experience. Like you can get into the park and, and you'll have access to the park with your admission, but like it's the added experience. So like everyone doesn't have to 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 go in and do a certain way, but it's like it, it's a business model is what needs to be understood. Um, but it's not taking away from the experience. And, and I think like it's just adding to it, really, in the end of the day. And if you want to buy it, then you want to buy it. No one's stopping you. Um, yeah. You and I aren't crazy DLC people, but if it's something that's worth it, then we'll buy season passes or what have you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it's something that we're into, we'll probably uh, we'll probably get it. And um, actually, it's a pretty good segue, Joe, um, because there was another announcement <laughs> from the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> – Square Enix and Final Fantasy 15. Um, of course, I mentioned the in, the in the program in the past that Final Fantasy 15 is is personally. Again, I'm gonna. I was like, oh, flame shields, because people are gonna come at me. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. I've been Final Fantasy fan since the NES, and I've played all of them. And and by far, this is the one that that really. Other than four, I love four. Four is really good. Um, but other than four, this is the one that has really hit me. Um, and, and I've been able to, to connect with very strongly. Um, so it's one of my favorite games of all time. So they're coming out with a new expansion. Um, they're actually coming out with a new edition, right? It's called the, it's called the Royal edition. The Royal edition. Yep. Comes out on, uh, on March, on March 6th. And, uh, if you buy this edition, you will get the season pass. And, and you will get an expansion that comes out that same day. Uh, that is a, uh, an expansion on Chapter 15 story. You will get extra bosses. Um, I believe there's a super boss, and there's some extra bosses that you encounter um, on Chapter 15. There's going to be a new dungeon, and there's going to be an expanded map for the Insomnia Ruins. And... Of course, it's going to have some more story elements to it. Uh, so this pack, um, if you already own the game, it's nineteen ninety nine. So it's sort of like a season two that would be available at that time as well. Uh, but if you haven't had the chance to grab this game, I know you grabbed it. Yeah. Um, but um, if anyone out there haven't had the chance to grab it, I, again, it, it it's my and I'm talking from personal. It's one of my personal favorite games of all time. Um, the the bundle that they have with this royal edition it's worth every penny because it's fifty dollars and it includes everything and it's way less than what i paid already for the game so <laughs> i think you bought the full dlc you got like yeah. one of the, one of the yeah. special editions 
Yeah, I got, I got, I didn't, I wasn't able to get like that ultimate collector's edition because that was too much money. It was like, yeah. it was like three thirty or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I, I did grab the deluxe edition and and I bought the season pass when when it was available. Um, and and I've enjoyed this game thoroughly, and I keep plan and I, and I plan on on going back to it, and if I have the chance, and I will definitely go back to it once this contents hit. Um, I'm I'm hoping that. Dragon Ball Fighter Z doesn't absorb what's left of me <laughs> between that and Street Fighter because I'm definitely going to go back to Street Fighter. Uh, I've heard very, very positive things about Arcade Edition, so I'm going to definitely go back to that. What about and, Monster and, Hunter, man, you still on the edge about uh, that? No, and that's a that's a it's a it's just a, a black hole of time. It's like it's going to suck your time away, and and you're going to have no life, and it's going to be awful. <laughs> And there's gonna be great games coming out that you're not gonna get to play because Monster Hunter, right? Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's like it's such a good problem, man. It is, it is. Um, so I mean, uh, Monster Hunter comes out same day as Dragon Ball, um, but I'm I'm skipping it. I was actually um, uh, I got a chance to talk to um, one of my cousins yesterday, and, and briefly he said, "It's like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna get uh, Dragon Ball or if I'm gonna get Monster Hunter because both of them are really good." And I. He played both betas and he was hyped for both. So, um, it's it's one of those. But I'll, I'll stick with Dragon Ball, and I think that's, that game's gonna last me a while. I'm actually gonna grab the CD as well. Uh, I'm I'm on the fence on that one, but you know what? I'll archive it and I'll, I'll play it whenever I get a chance. So we'll awesome. do that. Awesome, man. Yeah, the trailer was really good for the reveal of this. Like, um, yeah, seeing all the yeah. extra, like, this lines up is like this boss and this boss, and now you can you can use the the royal ship and like got this whale or whatever that like goes by. Yeah. So uh, if if you because you you probably hadn't gotten to that part, but that that section with the boat is just it's very linear. It's basically a cutscene, right? You get on the boat, and the boat goes from point A to point B, and and while the dudes have their, you know, dude talk on the boat, um, you can't control it until now, essentially. Exactly, exactly. Um, so now you'll have the option of actually going around. I wonder if there's fishing on the boat because that would be cool. Because uh, I, I like the I like the fishing a lot on that game. That was pretty fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, and then King Noctis at the end, man, giving us the hype with that speech. He's got. The beard and everything—it's yeah. great. Yeah, that's that's in my opinion, that's the best Final Fantasy character ever. It's uh, it's it's old Noctis. Um, what you know, that that chapter fifteen on 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 that game is phenomenal, and what he does and what happens, uh, so good, man, man, tears, <laughs> so good, uh, good stuff. Uh, and uh, Joe, the uh, the last bit of news that I have here is. Um, the Overwatch League launched last week, and they 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 really they they did it, man. They they brought four hundred thousand concurrent viewers. Um, they are really excited. Um, the community has really embraced the teams, and people already picked their teams, and they bought their you know DLC uh, skins for the teams and. Um, they they knocked it out of the park with this one, man, and and this all came out really quick, man. They these guys are on top of their games. Yeah, and um, more props to Twitch for making the investment that they did. What was that? Um, how much did they spend on 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 uh, the rights to to showcase this Twitch? 
It was ninety million for two years. Ninety for million their, for two years. Yeah, that's are, that's mm -hmm. no, I'm saying that's phenomenal. Like the the investment that they got. I think one of the guys that's involved in the um, partnerships and sponsorships, you know, acquisitions and everything at, at Twitch. Um, he had tweeted something out where he's like, I'm 90% right on my predictions, like financially, like with the company on like when we acquire stuff. But he was like, when we got this, like this exceeded beyond what we expected. So they're already seeing a great return. I mean, you said it yourself, uh, you know, a little bit like right around that half a million um, concurrent or uh, watchers audience per minute um, watching. And I think it was around like, um that we're watching for the week total or something like it, it's 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 a consistent viewing like that just i mean that that shows that there's a real um love for esports and i expect it to only get bigger um as positive pr positive word of mouth like we're giving it right now um just because it's a very successful opening launch uh the studio looks great too i mean that, that oh man cool. that studio is sweet that they whoever whoever designed it that's that's the esports guy that capcom <laughs> needs to get to design their uh their stuff because it was really cool although i uh, gotta give props to give props to the evo team that evo setup last year was was phenomenal yeah so props to those guys too uh, but they really brought it that studio was beautiful it was nice it was clean it was modern uh, it was perfect for for the type of game this is. Um, the biggest thing, Joe, I was actually uh, listening to the ESPN Esports podcast, and cool. uh, they were saying that counting counting other Asia countries, for example, China, um, there's uh, there's not a lot of confidence on what comes out of China because of you know China don't care. <laughs> Sure. Uh, but they were saying that based on those numbers, they're they're close to they were close to a million uh, total viewers. So incredible, that's, man! That's those guys, um, and yeah, there's a lot of excitement around it. Um, but a lot of people looking for the next uh, uh, round of games. Uh, I was able to catch some last week on Friday, and and it was fun, man, just watching those guys. And I actually saw a video. This morning, um, uh, one of the guys, I believe it was from Team, De Team Destiny. It was uh, he was streaming and and he got kicked out or, or banned out of a game because uh, they thought he was cheating. But it was just because he was so good. <laughs> He's so good they thought he was cheating. <laughs> that, that they thought he was cheating, so he got kicked out of, of a stream of not the stream, but but a game. And he was streaming. I was like, oh, I got I got kicked out because he, th he thought I was cheating, and it was it was pretty funny. Um, but they, the kids real the kids real good, um, based on what he was doing. So uh, Overwatch is it's a it's a hectic game, and uh, of course not for everyone. You know it's very it's a very twitchy game, and, and if you play with keyboard and mouse, even more so. Um, yeah, these guys are doing a phenomenal job, man. And props to Activision and Blizzard and uh, the the people involved from the publisher side because they're treating the players well. Um, they're really pushing out this product that they're confident. And then they're showing a lot of confidence, and they're really pushing it and doing a great job with it. So uh, props to them. Yeah, man, it's a new dawn. It's a new day for esports. Yeah, and then fighting, and then fighting games are back. So I, th I think, I think, I think this year this Evo is going to be so good that um, 
uh, I'm not a Las Vegas person, but I would consider going to Las Vegas just to see you. Because we, we, <laughs> we need to get some sponsors to send us up there. I know, I know, right? Uh, because the, the amount of fighting games that are coming out, uh, I can't wait for the line, the final lineup to come out. Um, but uh, I'm definitely going to check out the local events because um, based on the amount of games that are out there, those events are, are, are bound to be just a, a lot of fun. Phenomenal. So I'm really excited. Um, and that's what I got news-wise, Joel, unless you have anything else. No, I mean there's there's a lot of different stuff that I'm sure is coming down the pipeline. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. It, there's a lot of things that I could have reported on, but you know, I, yeah. I, I really want to encourage people to stay tuned to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube, because um, I'm sure periodically as some news comes out, some little trinkets here and there, we'll be posting stuff. Especially that um, there's been some stuff with the Justice League uh, Blu-ray coming out that we're waiting to find out. Is there going to be this extra ultimate Zack Snyder something cut? Is there anything some confirmed scenes that are going to be out there? So I don't, maybe not an extra cut, but maybe some extra footage that we don't expect. We'll see. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, news, I think um, this week on from a comic book side and a comic book movie side has been kind of, kind of chill. So uh, see, yeah, I mean, I'm so, a... so... Oh, so, sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, do, do you see that there's a very uh, a strong rumor that Tom Holland's going to be on the Venom movie with, on a, as a cameo? He should be. It, only, it would only make yeah. sense for him to be. Like, I mean, I it's funny. Like, last week when they put out that whole thing at the Brazil Comic Con, um, I don't know if you got to see the video. IGN, I guess, had the exclusive of it. But, like, that's where they revealed the first, like, logo for Venom for the movie um which is ironic you wouldn't expect brazil comic-con but that's what they did and then tom hardy came out like on a live stream and showed the the shirt officially and then um like it had this really awesome like tarp that they threw across the whole audience that says we are venom and like i started nice. getting excited i was like i wasn't really excited for this movie i mean i think tom hardy's a great actor but i was like i thought the movie might be like man because it's not part of the mcu or at least not right now part of the mcu we'll see uh but yeah excited for it and only it only makes sense why wouldn't you have spider-man with venom like it just doesn't make sense to me and if it's not in the first movie at least in, if you're gonna do a sequel but spider-man exists in that world yeah and it looks like it's gonna be uh they're shooting for for uh halloween sort of date yeah so i think i think it'll do well on during during october october people really under underestimate october but uh, October is, is that month less. It's it's you know it's right between summer and Christmas. So people are looking to go see stuff. And this is you know normally in October you get all those you know crappy horror movies. Then you know that that come out you'll get like ten of them. Maybe two are good. Uh, but putting this movie in October and if they market it as kind of like a suspenseful sort of take on 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 the character. I think it'll do well. Yeah, I think the one thing that could hold it back is the rating because um, there's been rumors that it will be R. We'll wait and see. There there hasn't been any confirmation with sides leaning. But if it is R, then I think it will suffer a little bit just because he isn't Deadpool. Like, he isn't going to be known for comedy. And I don't, I'm not saying that Sony doesn't have a good marketing team, but that marketing for Deadpool is probably one of the best marketing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You could say whatever you will about the movie, but the marketing was just phenomenal. 
Venom oh. could suffer if the marketing isn't isn't going to be there, and the character just isn't the same as Deadpool. And then on top of that, if the ratings are, um, we'll see. But if it's PG thirteen, I could see it doing doing even better than than people expect, especially that's Tom Hardy, and if Spider Man makes an appearance because yeah, my boy Spidey. <laughs> yeah, they can they can really come up with a PG. I mean, the, those Bond movies are PG thirteen, and they're pretty freaking violent. So they can <laughs> they can get a get they can get away with a lot. It's just that you know, uh, people people have have this sort of mentality. Uh, but I'm hoping it do, it does well. Like I like I've said before, you know, Tom Hardy is very picky when it comes to his roles. So uh, I th- I think this movie's gonna come out okay. I 100% agree, man. Well, I guess this is time to wrap it up. So I'm going to go ahead and send you guys here with, to uh, follow us on social media. You can go ahead and stay connected with No Low Time by following us at No Low Time, which you see uh, on the uh, screen below me, at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. You can go ahead and follow us there. You can see those pictures I put out about Trotacon and we also give updates regarding to the show or anything you need to stay informed on on our social media. We also uh, ask you guys to please go ahead and send in any emails to us. You can send an email with any questions, comments. Maybe we'll even talk about it here on the show, which we've done before, to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. We also ask you, if you're listening to us to be a podcast, you go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. And on Google Play, if you're a subscriber on iTunes, go ahead and drop us a review. That would really help us. Um, and on top of that, if you're watching for your YouTube now that, that we're on this space, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up on the video. Drop us a comment. Your feedback is always appreciated. We thank you guys for sticking with us here on No Low Time. All right. Thank you guys for joining us again. And we will see you guys next week. See you guys.